Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm James. And this is Outsourced. Each week, we'll be discussing different topics around freelancing and being self-employed. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Outsourced with me, Caroline, and James. Hi. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. It's another day in lockdown. Um, going into week, week four. Four, yeah, we're going into week four. Um, it was three weeks yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel too bad just coming out the back of the East holidays, so trying to adjust back into working life, which, again, is really difficult to differentiate between weekends, bank holidays, work days. Yeah, so it's a bit strange. I think I think maybe because we're coming out of the Easter holiday, and I think in a normal week I would probably feel this way as well. But I just feel a bit flat today, and I think it's because, yeah, you you have a. I mean, even though it wasn't the same build up as we usually have for four days off of work, it was still some sort of build up, wasn't it? You you have a little bit of time off to get some stuff done and to enjoy yourself, and the weather was nice. And now I just think. Oh, it's back to everything again. And and of course, we're very lucky that our routine has largely stayed the same. But also a lot of people we know are getting paid to not work. So there is, I, I feel a certain amount of like, oh, I wish that was me. And then you go through days where you think, oh, I'm glad that's not me because that must be pretty boring. I think there are just ups and downs, aren't there? And I think as well, it's, again, with the Easter break, you might of straddled a week holiday either side of it to make the most of the bank holidays and now it feels a bit strange that you can't take time off even though um can't sort of have holiday or leave even if you did have holiday and stay at home that's very true it's you almost feel like you've got to work and you've got to keep going and you've got to plow on sort of thing so yeah would we in this sort of April sort of time, would we start to think about having a week off because you haven't had a week off since Christmas, potentially? Um, yeah, I hadn't thought of that actually, and and it's it's a good point because a lot of people probably would have done that this week, and and especially I mean we've we've got a lot of teacher friends and they would all take their holidays now. A lot of them have cancelled their holidays because they had things planned for over the Easter break. Um, so yeah, it's it's such a weird time, isn't it? And I, and I think that there are certain days, like for me today, where it all just comes into more sharp focus, into sharper focus, and um, and then there are some days where I can pretty much forget it's going on because we still have our routine at least. But it's yeah, it's it it, it goes back and forth for me at least. I think we are in a position, and if you are in a similar position, that if you have days where you feel a bit flat. Then maybe just take a couple of hours to to not work, just to chill out a little bit, and then make up those hours later on if you're able to do so. Yeah. Um, sort of, we don't need to force it at the moment. We've got enough going on personally, mentally. We've got enough to to juggle and balance, and that well-being is important. So I think if you are feeling a bit low from a work point of view, then it's it's no bad thing. I don't believe if you are able to recover that time in just taking a couple of hours to yourself watching a bit of tv watch a movie um go for a cycle walk whatever you need to do to sort of get out of that funk a little bit yeah and i've seen a lot of people as well mention about how now is not the time to go on this massive productivity drive because 
you always whenever things happen i mean i know this is very unusual what's happening now but um people often speak about being productive and always trying your hardest and and all of that sort of thing and i think now is actually really just not that time if you can be productive great but i don't think you should be putting massive pressure on yourself to to try and achieve a million things to try and learn a new language and do all of these great things because we're going through a pandemic like it's okay to just get through the day in the best way that you can i think yeah um so let's talk about what we're gonna have a chat about today which is managing conference calls and your work day a a lot of you would have probably found that the amount of conference calls you're having has dramatically risen when since you've not been in an office yeah this is probably one for people that are able to work from home at the moment and sort of businesses semi as normal um and and it's also one for employed people yeah yeah, that's what i mean like um people that that are adjusting to this work working from home set up and what that means and what that looks like day to day and i think that like you say we we're replacing physical meetings we're replacing um phone calls with a lot more of these virtual calls these these video calls these these skype facetime zoom whatever platform it might be on we're certainly for us we're having to replace a lot of uh meetings or just catch-ups or emails or or whatever it might be phone calls with these meetings and they can eat into your day because it's not the same as a phone call a phone call you can multitask and you can do different things you can be in different locations you don't have to be at your desk you don't have to be technically on whereas these video calls have they're a bit more demanding and they're that means that they become a little bit more um what's like they consume your time a little bit more and it can certainly companies that I work with that are adjusting to remote work styles and people work from home it's it's not an over management but it's a um, it's a reassurance for them that their that their staff and their people are still doing as they should and it's kind of like having to always see someone to prove that they are doing the work yeah and and that's i mean i have certainly noticed for both of us really that we have had I mean, we always work from home, but we've had a lot more conference calls since everyone else has been working from home. So in an average week, the amount of conference calls you have, for example, is is pretty minimal for your clients. But ever since this has all been going on, there's definitely been a lot more need for some reason, even though we all, we always work from home. So it's no, it's no actual difference for us, but I think it's almost like other people being at home makes them feel like they're, they've lost control a little bit. Yeah. And I do, I think this is a real topic for people that work in offices that are used to working in offices that, or not necessarily offices, but, um, a location and a site, a school, whatever it might be. Then they're having to adjust to this, this work from home style that is then sort of these interactions are being replaced by calls and video calls because something that you might quickly ask a colleague over the desk you're now having to call them and facetime them or or skype google meet them or whatever it might be and that just takes longer and that's it's it can really eat into your day and your productivity yeah and so what we've done for today is to put together almost like our rules for how to manage conference calls both as as a manager but of a, of the call but also as participants of the call 
um, because we've been we've been on conference calls for years now, and I do think there is an art to knowing when to speak, knowing how long these calls should be. There are so many tips that we can give you, um, which I do I think will help. I yeah, hope. and I I and you've probably seen it from your personal life with again part of this this weird time that we're going through. You've probably had a lot more group calls you've had calls with your family and your friends you've been on house party you've been on facetime you've been on zoom you've probably had quiz nights on on video chat these are things that people have never really done before. no and and you can tell um you can almost tell the people that aren't used to it because they speak over each other they might have a lot of background noise or there might there there's just there is like there's almost an etiquette but around being on a video call because it's not the same as as being in the same room as someone it, it's just not um and it's, there it's is like an unspoken etiquette isn't it yeah, because we never we've never spoken about how to to act on a conference call but it's just something you kind of get used to yeah you do get used to it and it is that a lot of it is the speaking over the top of each other because it, when you're in a room next to someone or talking to someone you you can gauge people's cue, like facial cues or or if if you know someone's teeing up to say something you can see that and you can understand that and then other people in the room can sort of wait and give you that your time whereas on a video call certainly if there's a lot of people on that call it can be difficult and people want to chime in they want to put their opinion they want to say their piece but obviously you can't talk over the top of each other because it just doesn't work mm. one of our first rules of conference calling is um to always have an agenda and I can't stress the importance of an agenda enough. Well, I think like when you have a meetings, they tend to have agendas anyway. And if you do have these things scheduled in, in I say real life, then they tend to have agendas. So that makes total sense to transfer that into the digital virtual world. But have you not noticed that a lot of people don't have agendas at the moment? So I think that, yeah, if you were in a meeting, of course you would have an agenda. It makes so much sense to just keep things on track, to have somebody running the meeting who, if you start going off of what you're meant to be talking about, that person brings you back into the conversation. But for some reason, and I, and I, you know, I get it. This is also new to people. I think that it is a little bit more fumbly on conference calls at the moment. Well, I think there's a, a formality to a meeting versus a virtual meeting. And that probably comes from that we are used as consumers, as individuals, as humans, as, 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 as people. We're used to having video calls as a very informal fun thing that you might do with your family you might we've been facetiming or mm. the android equivalent for for years and that's just we'd perhaps do that with friends nephews nieces whatever it might be and it's a very informal fun activity there's filters there's funny things you can put on your face there's stickers all of that and now we're transferring that into the work business world some of those sort of habitual informalities are carrying over a little bit and there's a little there's there's perhaps a little less respect for a virtual meeting than there is for a, an actual physical sit down meeting yeah i can get i get that and i think as well it's a lot easier for i mean there are there are a lot of people who i regularly conference call with who are quite often late and i think that 
it's harder to be late for a real meeting. You have to walk into the room and sit down and it's awkward and everyone looks at you. Whereas you can just pop into a virtual meeting and no one really knows that you weren't there. Um, So I think it's breaking down those barriers to try and get people and engage people into understanding the the importance of of a conference call during this time. Um, And I do think an agenda will do that. So just to give you an idea of of how an agenda works at least for for me and and the projects that I work on whoever is managing the call uh, will set and it, it, it this will change call to call because it just depends who's who's what the focus is on it could be say a marketing manager it could be the ceo of the company you you don't know really it depends on the call so whoever is managing that call and arranging it will put together a an agenda and it will include things like um for example i will quite often get asked to bring things to the meeting so bring answers to questions um and that just means that when i get on the call when someone asks me a question i've already got the answer and i haven't got to fumble around or get it or say okay i'll I'll get that to you later because in those situations you then find that you're wasting more time and you're not actually getting anywhere. In order to progress, you need to have already planned what you need to bring to the meeting. I think that's really important. Um, and then what else have I written? So, um, yeah, just by letting people know what you you expect of them, I think that's a really good tip. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, like you say, it will vary and it's not possible every time because a lot of things come out of conference calls but yeah any prep that the leader or the 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 person that is in charge can do in order to sort of maximize everyone's productivity and their time on the call um because we're going to come on to about talking about time and and how it eats into your diary but if you can minimize that from doing a little bit of prep then i think that is beneficial to everyone and that is one of the key ways to keep these meetings productive keep these meetings um concise and and get the most out of them um again from that from that what we were talking about earlier about sort of transferring it from a personal into a business sort of viewpoint there is a lot of wasted time on calls as well because again you can't talk over the top of each other so if you think about a physical meeting space you might have five ten minutes at the beginning of a meeting where everyone's making their coffees or just sort of congregating asking how weekends were and there might be sort of pockets of conversations going on two or three at a time out of say ten people whereas on a conference call that can't happen so everyone has to have their own individual 30 seconds or a minute to tell to say how their weekend was or what they're up to or their opinion on something or other so it's quite easy for the first five, 10, 15 minutes of a call just to be people catching up. And that, again, that doesn't tie into having an agenda and sort of, um, you need to try and keep it concise, keep the, do a little bit of prep before so that you can sort of minimize the whole meeting time. Yeah, and, and that's another thing that I've, I've written down as being important is to set a start and an end time. And I think that that's a lot harder to do in meetings, um, in real life meetings. And that's something that you can, can do quite easily in a conference call because you're all getting there at an allotted time. 
and I think it's quite easy to say right we can wrap this up now um at the time selected because quite it it, quite often it it can overrun but I think if you're managing a call well you will ask the participants of the group at the time that you're meant to stop whether they're okay to carry on and if you're not because you've got another call or you've got a massively busy day it is fine and I have done it many times in the past I've just said I'm really sorry it's it's not okay for me I've I've got to do this I've got to do that and and everyone's cool with it you just you just go um and I of course that happens in meetings as well but I just think it's a little bit easier to navigate that sort of thing in a virtual call yeah yeah um my next point was um uh, yeah it was about not being afraid to leave a call if it overruns and if it's eating into your productivity um but i did want to add that you know you've got to use your common sense if it's a really important call and it's overrunning for a good reason then don't just you know disappear because that could be rude yeah (laughs) um now my next rule i guess is to allow people to leave after they've said their bit and we do this a lot on our conference calls like do you do this as well um not always no um just i guess it depends on the projects that i'm involved in um what i tend to do is if if i've said my piece or given my update that update then i will remain on the call but i'll utilize the features like i'll mute myself and potentially turn my camera off and then i can still do something else or or just have it on in almost like background noise and then if my name is said or if they need an update or if i've got an opinion on something then i can chime back in um but rather than leaving the call i quite often just have it on and just try and yeah get like have it on in the background still do some work on and and get things done so i'm not completely wasting my time listening to other people's updates or other 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 parts of the business that don't really affect me um so that's yeah that's what i try to do rather than leave because i think it's good just to be in the room and you have an understanding and if you if you are needed then someone's obviously going to say your name ask the question so you can chime back in um and my i guess what what is different in the the regular conference calls that i do is that sometimes there will be a a kind of core team who are always on the meeting um but sometimes for certain reasons someone who is not in that normal team who's on the meeting will have to come in to give an update on something and in that case i think it's really quite pointless in them then having to sit through an hour-long conversation of things that completely don't um affect them in any way so for for, for that point i think it's probably best just to give people the flexibility sure if they want to listen in there's no reason why they shouldn't um but yeah i think just give people the option because sometimes i mean i have in the past given my update in five minutes and then had to sit on an hour and a half call of things that just feel completely irrelevant um so again it's just it's just going back to utilizing your time as best you can i think yeah and now the next point is about after the call and it's about saying out notes sending people action points and this happens in meetings a lot um but it's so important it's so important that someone is taking notes during the call 
and it's important that after the call's finished i mean we do we do this on slack and we've spoken about slack in previous um in previous podcasts um but then you can just tag people if they're relevant to the particular update that you're giving so at the end of every call we we have i'll then get an update on slack and i'll just be tagged into the things that i need to get done in the week which is super easy yeah yeah that is a good method and like you say this that that's transferring some of the 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 workings from um physical real life meetings into the digital meetings as well and i think a lot of these points are you would do them in in an office you do them in real life so transfer them into the digital world as well give it the same respect and treat it the same as a real life meeting because then employees or colleagues or external agents whoever you're talking to will feel that same level of respect as well because if you do add a little bit of formality to the meetings i.e sending out agendas beforehand someone taking notes or recording the meeting itself so it can be shared and then um, giving action points afterwards um, that is giving it the respect that you would give a real life meeting and a meeting that you'd have in an office space or, or wherever it would be so and that sort of sets the tone effectively of that virtual meeting it's not just a oh let's all jump on skype and have a laugh and try and get some let's try and get something out of it it's it's right this is what we're trying to achieve in this certain amount of minutes and and i think um one of the providers of these calls zoom they quite cleverly price their software um as 40 minutes for free and i think yes it can that can be sort of debilitating to a lot of clients and a lot of people because they think 40 minutes isn't long enough but it's also quite a clever way to keep these meetings concise because they can if they do drag on and if you have multiple meetings in a day then it can be really difficult to sort of get on with your actual work because you're constantly having to talk or having to manage or be on videos or whatever it might be and you can't actually get your work done so i think um even if you don't use zoom try and take some of that sort of philosophy that like you caroline said is set a very strict start and end time and try to stick to that and respect that people still need to do work outside of these calls as well um and if you are the one that's scheduling these meetings i and if you are a manager or or a leader of people and you're setting a nine till ten meeting a ten to eleven and then what 12 to 1 meeting you've got to respect that you're taking up four hours of someone's working day and therefore they can't get the actual work done so have a level of expectation that if you are setting these a lot of these meetings think do i need do we need to do as many meetings or do i just need people to get the work done or vice versa do we need um lots of whatever it might be but just be respectful that don't waste people's time with these meetings and I also think it comes down a little bit to a trust thing as well. Um, if people, a lot of people aren't very comfortable with the idea of their staff or employees working from home um, because they think that they're just going to not do their work. And it's really hard. And I've had this before in, in, in jobs I've had in the past. I have work from home for whatever reason and I'll get a, an email at 10 to 5 in a sort of passive aggressive fashion like just checking not 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 in so many words but effectively just checking that you're still working um and I think it's really important to 
to not do that because it also it, it gives your employees a sort of level of okay well you don't you don't trust me then and and that is that's not a good grounds to start on for however long this is going to go on for you want people to feel empowered and i think by doing that you've got to give them a level of trust even if they are if they if they choose to get up at six o'clock in the morning and get three hours of work done before you start your work if they're working from home you've kind of just got to let them do that as long as they're getting the work done um I, I've, I think it's really important just not to put too much pressure. Again, specifically because of the time that we're in, I think let people manage their, their work style in a way that, yeah, sure, you wouldn't, you might not do that in a normal circumstance, but this isn't a normal circumstance. Yeah, one of my tips I was going to say is try and find a time, and this is going to be difficult because everyone has different work styles, but try and find a time where having an, an hour call or an update session or whatever you want it to be make that a time that works into people's days and I'll give you an example so I I have a client that I normally go to their their London office but at the moment obviously can't and so we have the days that I work for them they have a daily team update meeting at 9:30 and I think 9:30 is certainly for me is a terrible time because it's a little like it's probably an hour an hour and a half after I started working so it's quite disruptive in my day because I've I've got into a flow I've got into a cadence I might have started a few projects a few tasks and then I have to stop to do this update call and then by the time the call's finished at half past 10 11 o'clock then you've got half an eye on lunch and stopping for for however long or whatever you're doing for lunch and then all of a sudden it's the afternoon so that 9.30 call it does seem quite innocent and quite good timing but actually for me I found that it almost ruins my whole morning because I can't do anything beforehand and I can't do anything after it so it's I just think less you need to be smart with your timings as well and I, I think yes people don't count their commuting time as part of their work time and a lot of people are sort of treating this as oh I'm getting that half an hour hour back but maybe speak to your team and say okay if if normal our office hours are nine till five would you do an update call at half past eight because most people are going to be if they were traveling into the office or traveling to your workplace they would probably be on their way by half past eight and they would be thinking about it by half past eight so you are technically in work hours um i know some of the scandinavian countries actually pay people for their commuting hours but we don't but maybe just showing that level of um respect for people's day and their 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 flow and their rhythm and they're trying to get things done and like you say it's all new it's people are evolving so if you can help out then great um so i think let's be try and be respectful of the times and try and work make a time work for your staff or your employees or everyone that's on the call and try and get some regular feedback and update from that because i'm sure my client that set the 9:30 call didn't really think much about it thought oh okay it's probably half an hour after everyone's sort of technically meant to be starting so they've got their coffees they're settled they're on their desks they've tackled a few emails whatever it might be but for me it's actually a bit counterproductive so if i had the platform to give that feedback then that would 
that would potentially work and there might be other people that are feeling the same yeah i i i think that's that's very right and um there also might be people who think that say 9 30 for example is exactly the right time um and i think it, it's that feedback and especially during this time is so important because people are adjusting to something that they've never ever ever done before um and so in that bosses are going to sometimes get it wrong clients are going to sometimes get it wrong because they've not really experienced any of this before so they don't really know what the right time is what the right idea is what they should be doing in their conference calls um so giving feedback as well if you're able to is i think a, a really a really good idea um and i just also wanted to touch on something that you mentioned earlier about recording conference calls for people who can't make it um that is for me that's really really good and i quite often will listen to a recorded conference call if i know that i needed to be on it but wasn't able to make it for whatever reason it saves so much time as somebody who quite often i have i think twice a week i have to manage a conference call and when people can't come onto the call of course you know there are so many reasons why people can't make a call at a given time um it is a little bit frustrating when you do the call and then you get a follow-up email or a message from someone saying so what did you discuss on the call because it is then wasting time having to keep repeating that and let me tell you it happens more than once per call that someone will say can you give me an update on what happened because they they need that information so if you can i'll just say always record it it's so much easier and then if you do get any questions you can just send them the recording or you can um drop the recording into a group slack channel yes yeah, i think that's quite that's one of the positives that you probably wouldn't get with a traditional meeting um i certainly have never been part of a physical meeting where they've said or told me that it's being recorded or no, filmed true. so um yeah so i think that is that's one of the the benefits of these technological advancements in having these video calls so yeah make the most of it where you can and those are really the rules of the of conference calling from both a manager and a, a employee or client perspective um but i also wanted to add in just some general tips i guess that we both sort of agree are pretty important because having been on calls with people who've broken or not followed these tips before um i i think that they can just really help to keep the professionalism up um and the first one is about the location that you're having your meeting in um I know that it's really hard for a lot of people right now because so many of 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 people who work in offices would went in one day to be told that they're no longer going to be working from an office for the foreseeable future so they were unprepared they might not have had the space set up for these calls and I think if you're just having your daily briefing with with, with the office if you have to sit on the bed or something like that then that's fine but if you've got a client call or call with somebody you don't know, um, 
I try, I would just try as much as possible to keep your background as neutral as possible so it doesn't look like you are literally sitting in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that, I think dark rooms um, just they just don't work for me it's it or they always just look really weird um just open your blinds keep things bright and airy um go to a room that has better natural light or just turn on your light so you're not sitting in the dark yeah um another one is don't eat (laughs) (laughs) i can't stand watching people eat on a conference call it is it's just really not very pleasant and i and i've had to experience this way more often than i feel like i should have to experience it um of course sometimes you just have to eat because you've got just no time in the day but if you do just turn off your video um whilst you're eating because it's i mean (laughs) i once i once had a a conference call and someone was eating noodles like literally right in in the camera and i could just all i could see was this person's mouth eating noodles and i was just like (laughs) Um, so yeah just just be aware of of what you're doing on camera and of course like i said sometimes you can't avoid eating but just turn the camera off so not everyone has (laughs) to see it yeah um and the same with your microphone um because a lot of people will be work well actually no they won't be now well i guess people will be working in louder environments if you've got children running around you've got pets running around um you might sometimes have moments where it's quite loud in your house so i would say in those cases just turn your microphone off unless you are having to speak because sometimes it can be really hard if there's loads of background noise yeah i think we we touched on it one of the first points is that 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 background noise or that ambient noise can be very very distracting for certainly the people that are trying to talk or trying to listen um it's not like real life where our ears are better at tuning things out and putting background noise to the background when it's coming through your laptop speakers it's very difficult to differentiate someone crinkling a bag of crisps versus the person that's actually trying to talk or if you're like you say, if your children are running around in the background, then that is just sort of one of the unfortunate challenges that we are going to be going through. So utilize the the mute function on these things because it it will really sort of again, it's respecting the meeting. It's treating it like you would if you were in an office to your best of your ability. And actually, I would I put myself on mute pretty much all the time unless I'm talking anyway because. There is, there's just background noise is a thing, isn't it? Even if you're not, even if you haven't got children running around or you haven't, you're not working on a busy road or something like that, just noises happen. Um, and so it, it just, it makes for a nicer meeting if all you can hear is the person speaking. Oh, 100%, yeah. And like you say, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be you. You could, in the, the place that you live, you could hear road noise or someone cutting their grass next door or um the postman putting letters through the door whatever it might be just all of these there are houses are noisy places things do happen neighborhoods are noisy so um yeah i think just it's potentially sit there with it on mute and have have that button just easily accessible turn it on and off but one counter argument to that is that sometimes i find when i'm on mute that i miss the opportunity to speak 
because you have a, like a second delay, don't you, to have to turn yourself off mute and then speak. And by the time I've got to the mute button to turn it off, the conversation has already moved on. Maybe your point wasn't point. You didn't think your point was poignant enough to 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 reiterate it or get it in there. So oh. that could be a good time saving effort. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, because I mean nothing nothing that i have not said has really affected the course of of life so that's probably a good point um now next i wanted to talk quickly just about visual aids and how they can help bring um conversations to life and also just succinctly put succinctly put together a conversation so if for example i work on I do a lot of editing work and so as part of that I have to keep track of all the writers on spreadsheets and so if I've got to give an update on the writer's availability or how many articles certain writers have written um, it's so much easier for me to just get the spreadsheet up and share my screen with everybody so everyone can just see it in one go and I haven't got to keep reeling off numbers and that sort of thing so if you're somebody who works with spreadsheets I think just do everyone a favor and and put it on your screen to save it'll save time and if if you can't do that just message say to them i'll send you the the the, um spreadsheet afterwards Mm -hmm. i think that's just you know it's just a a, a common sense yeah base no not a space saver a time saver um now the the final few points we're three weeks in now so chances are you've probably already established some sort of ground rules for doing these calls and you will learn as well people do learn they do get better and um you've probably noticed that the first calls that you did when we first started all all this lockdown were probably a bit chaotic people were talking over the top of each other microphones didn't work cameras didn't work locations looked weird whatever it might be people weren't dressing appropriately or brushing their hair or whatever it was but I think you will notice that people get better at these and people will fall into a little bit of a routine and a cadence and and an understanding of how these calls work and again that's just the natural evolution of this whole situation so um, just yeah just just allow for that continuous improvement and I think review what you've got going on Um, ask the people who are regularly on calls with you ask your employees what they think of the setup if they think it's working do they have any suggestions for improvements because now they've been doing this for for three weeks as well um so i think that they'll probably have things that they've learned as well so it's just worth keeping these things in 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 mind when you're when you're doing when you're going into a new way of working yeah um, def- and lastly I think um, let's talk about how to utilise virtual calls and <coughs> conference calling in a social aspect as well now you love this but this is not my favourite thing at all so I've had a couple of sort of Friday night after, after work drinks um, and breakfasts on video calls and it might sound a bit weird and it might sound a bit unusual but I do think it <clears throat> excuse me I do think it is quite a nice way to stay connected it's quite a nice way to 
talk to other people, see other people, um, and feel a little bit of normal. And it, I think it's worked quite well for the last couple of times I've done it because it, it does sort of try and separate that, 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 bit, that sort of work and the personal side of it. And it is, it's just sort of a nice thing to do in these very strange times. Do you talk about work or not at all? Not really, no. Um, try not to try and keep that to work and most people then take their laptops to somewhere different or just have a different environment or use their phones or whatever so it doesn't look like they're sitting at their desk maybe that's sitting in the garden having a having a drink and some nibbles certainly when the sun's out it's quite nice and it's a bit different and I think it just kind of replaces that social aspect of being in an office and seeing people and potentially if you do go out for after work drinks then it's it I, it won't certainly won't replace that when when things are back to normal but it is quite a nice tool and it is quite a nice way of connecting with people at this at this time um and for me that just sounds like something i would not want to do and i wouldn't want to go for after work drinks it's just one of those things i just doesn't really interest me like at all um so I think one of the things that you can do just to make sure that you're being inclusive of everybody is just give people the option and let it be really flexible. Like a few of us are going to have a drink on Google Meet or whatever, but there's no pressure on whether everyone has to attend or not um, in the same way that not everyone will attend Friday night real life drinks um, because of people have got all sorts of different things going on in their lives some people have got kids that they need to sort out um yeah which is completely fair enough so yeah. i think like you say just, just keep it flexible just keep an open link an open invite um and people can jump on that and leave whenever they need to yeah um just because it might be nice for it might be important for some people because exactly. they might, they might, might live a, on their own might live on their own and that's the only engagement or social interaction they're going to have all weekend so um, yeah have that open link and, and give people the option because I think it is quite a nice way to stay connected outside of work yeah definitely so I hope those tips um, will help you and some of them sort of are basic and some of them are just transferring things from real life into the digital life um, and it, yeah it won't be for everyone because it's not applicable for every industry but a lot of people that are transitioning from being in a a workspace to then now all being remote and being at home hopefully it will help you and hope those um so uh yeah i think that was a good good quick roundup i hope so i hope that people got something out of it because i know that the first conference call i ever did i was really nervous about it and i just sort of sat there like never knowing when to speak never knowing how to really manage it not knowing what the expectations on me were so i'm sure that there are millions of people probably feeling the same way at the moment yeah cool now quick fire round okay and hey i haven't prepared for this either <laughs> um so anything that you've bought i think we might need to change this up mid coronavirus because i think the whole I buying things aren't it's not the same is it it's... well you're not really we are buying stuff but the only stuff we're buying is house stuff really oh i could give a good buying tip though is that um 
a lot so b and q this weekend um there was a, a queue of about three hours on the b and q website and um a friend of ours said if you go on the app you can just use it straight away so that's what we did good yeah um and it was so much quicker and i have found that on a lot of websites they just can't handle the amount of people going on there so if you use the apps um yeah it's helpful i know that's not a work related tip but you know strange times cool um self-care we'll go for next again nothing's really changed because routine has has set in um and i still think try and execute what we spoke about last week and separating work from um work from sort of personal life and it is very difficult at the moment there is going to be a lot of spillover um and like i said earlier even if you're feeling a bit flat for a couple of hours in a day maybe treat that as pleasure time and, and switch off for a little while and and do whatever you need to do to to to, to revitalize yourself um but that will probably mean that you might have to do a couple of out of work hours in the evenings or weekends or whenever but try your best to differentiate between work and personal at the moment my tip would be that uh, I, I just wanted to reiterate really what i said earlier in that you don't don't feel pressured to be like be doing a million different things to be running 5k every day to be learning a new language to picking up all these new skills to then trying to manage your workload to add new work on um it's a lot and if you're just managing to do your work and that's it um just be just be kind to yourself because i think that there are a lot of people as well out there who are sort of making it seem like you should be doing a million different things right now otherwise you're wasting your time but this is a a very unique time so i don't feel like you should feel that pressure yeah uh the next one is watch um we have got back into ozark yep back on ozark which is great season two there's three seasons three seasons yeah we have yeah yeah looking forward to going through it because i do enjoy it a lot i would love other people's recommendations as well because obviously everyone's watching a bit more tv than usual at the moment so um yeah any recommendations around i don't know i'm not into is it called tiger king that everyone keeps going about i just i'm just not feeling that every time i see an advert for it i'm just like "Mm, don't think that's for me um and then finally listen or read I guess you've not really been listening to podcasts, have you? Because not as much, no. Um, because don't have the commute and walks. We're like dog walking. We're we're doing that together now because that's sort of uh, the only enjoyment we're having in yeah. life. <laughs> Whereas before, we'd perhaps go on our own a bit more. So um, no, not really had a chance to listen to podcasts or audio books or anything at the moment. And I am still. I'm actually. I've, I've stopped reading *Handmaid's Tale* ta, ta, <laughs> for now because it's depressing, and I really do not think that I am in the mind space to be um, reading something that's making me feel miserable. It makes me when I start reading it, I start feeling suffocated. And sometimes, in normal circumstances, it's fine to read things like that. But right now. I'm just all about the happiness. I can't be reading something that's making me feel like that. So that has been paused for now and I'm in the 
the hunt on the hunt for a new book I've got enough new books to surely keep me going so yeah hopefully next week I would have started a new one cool cool and that my friends is it uh, yeah another week another outsourced yeah thanks for listening um, join us next week for another episode of outsource please share like and review it really helps us um, get noticed by other people as well and we appreciate it too so um, anything you can do to share the podcast is great and we will see you or speak to you next week bye thanks for listening to outsourced 